what up playboy what's up dog much man how you doing doing really well bro how are you i'm doing good i'm doing good i i gotta turn my volume up i don't know why my volume's really low right now you sound good to me man you sound as beautiful and crisp as ever that's what i want to hear well as long as i sound beautiful and crisp that's that's what's most important is it a kick-ass gloomy rainy day in dc today it is it is gloomy but it is not rainy oh nice it's a little rainy here and gloomy it's cool though it was a perfect day to jam it was i uh i went out and uh went for my my thursday run and uh it was nice and overcast and it was it was um not particularly like cold but there was a nice chill in the air so it was very pleasant very nice i know you're as am i a very seasonal music guy you know i go yeah I go in cycles all the time. So I, I was wondering, what is your, like, what's on your, like, December plate, you know, for as far as music goes? Like, this December particularly, or, like, what's my cycle? I guess in general December, but it's different now that you're actually experiencing weather. So I'm just interested in, into, like, how this is going. All right. So check it out. Yeah. Symphonic, melodic, blackened, death metal. Fantastic. Is Christmas music. Okay. I'm and with that's it. what I listen to this time of year. And people are like, oh man, that's really cool. Have you heard so-and-so band that released something last year? And I'm like, no, I haven't. Because I'm too busy listening to bands that released shit between like 1997 and 2004. I don't know why. I don't know what it is about that period and what about those bands output from that time uh, really captures the Christmas season for me. But there's something about like listening to fucking old man's child yeah. or like spiritual black dimensions era Demu Borgir. So um, yeah, I'm with and, you. And, and just being stoked on it. That's cool, man. I like I, I listen to like more classic metal and classic rock like November, December. I don't know why I think I associate it yeah. with holidays and just uh you know getting drunk and listening to the rolling stones and yeah Yeah, like that's when that's what you listen to when the boys are back in town all the boys are back in town yeah literally and lizzie was just on rotation yesterday all the all all the boys are back in town for the holidays and that's uh that's 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 what the song is about it is literally and while that's fun and everything i fucking checked out the new pathology record today bro Oh, did you? What is that? Monster? Was it? I, I liked it. No disrespect to Pathology, but I liked it like way more than I thought I was going to. I haven't listened to Pathology in a while. Dude, and, they're doing some very different stuff with this record. This yeah. is the first time you've, you've heard Pathology quite sound like this before. And I'm, I, for one, am super stoked on it because I've been a fan of the band for a really long time. Nice. And uh, it's it's been really cool watching them sort of evolve through this ridiculous stack that you see before you here. Right. From this point down here at the very bottom in 2006, all the way up to this point right here, uh, like two weeks ago or, or whenever um, Reborn to Kill came out, the band, you know, there's been like a sea change of members um, and the, uh, the different influences that different people have brought to the band have been really cool and really interesting. And I think that the newest, the current lineup that's done these last two records um, has really been sort of pushing to get out of, like, strictly speaking, sort of the, the, the brutal death metal mold, the slam mold, 
um, and try and bring some interesting new stuff to the, to the equation. And I feel like they have succeeded with that. I feel like they've uh, knocked it out of the park, not just once, but twice. I, I agree. It's in uh they've created a real everlasting plague. You know what I mean? With, with yeah, I do. It's ever, plague. it's an everlasting plague. And I'm curious about, I'm curious about the title. We're going to have to talk to the guy who we're interviewing today about that title, a guy by the name right of now. Dan Richardson. <laughs> Whoa. See, I'm getting better at timing these, it, these intros to getting them in. So we don't have to wait. It turned out good. I see you, Dan. Do I hear you? We don't hear him though. He's working on it. So while while he's connecting, while while he's he's in, he's in limbo, he's gonna figure it out. He's a smart guy. Plays way more complicated riffs than I can even look at. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, Legacy of the Ancients was actually one of the first like brutal death metal records I ever bought. So were you happy with, dude? Legacy yeah. of the Ancients fucking ruled. Yeah, that record was it. absolutely fucking killer. I listen to it all the time. Like I still have the I still have the CD, but I never like explored deeper that much beyond that like i've kept up with it and it's like to me it was okay but this record was like really fucking good yeah yeah i i feel like uh i want to get i want to get dan's feedback but we still can't hear dan we can't hear dan i know i was just filling the airspace i know but i think he thinks we can hear him he's we can edit this out i'm just gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna send him a chat uh, okay can you guys hear me now yeah, we hear you now, Dan. What up, man? All right, what's going on? There we go. There he is. Now we hear him. We can see him. Now we hear him. Hey, man, I'm Schuler. Um, I'm the dude who's been bugging you on the internet. Uh, and I'm joined today by my dude, Zach Belante of Death Comes Lifting. Hello, right on. What's going on? Dude, we're really glad to have you today. We've been talking a lot about pathology, um, just sort of the, the evolution of the band, um, how there's been sort of a, a number of different shifts sound-wise and focus-wise and how these last two records have really brought some brand new elements to the forefront. Um, you guys had a record come out a couple of weeks ago, uh, The Everlasting Plague, uh, follow-up of Reborn to Kill. Those are the last the two records that you've been in the band for. And we really, I really think that, you know, having, I've been a pathology fan for, for a very long time, going all the way back to 2006. And um I feel like the the new direction that you guys are going in, the new elements that you're working into the sound sounds so fresh, um, and it's giving us a lot of stuff that we don't often get from brutal death metal. So I'd really love to hear about sort of your history with the genre, um, and we'll circle back around to some other points on that on that journey along the way. Um, but more than that, I'm curious about sort of you know, your history with the genre, but then also how that feeds into the new sound of the band and sort of the direction that you guys have gone in since you joined. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm just trying to think, man, because we've been doing metal for so long, you know, like we've been, it's just, there's a lot of different bands. Like before this one, I was in, I mean, the last one I was on, on, a, on an actual record label was uh, World War. And that was more mm -hmm. like a deathcore uh, kind, of, kind of band. And things kind of fell apart. And then I joined Condemned, uh, which, you know, we're still going. Uh, yeah. Been through a few things recently, but we're, we're keeping it going. And uh, that led me to getting into Pathology, which I was a huge fan for years, too. You know, like that was like my gym music, dude. I was always, you know, rocking uh, Pathology. And now to be a part of it. And now we're two albums deep is weird. <laughs> you know, it's like surreal. It's, it's really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, like I, I try to keep, you know, 
like the brutalness and stuff, but there's definitely more melodic uh, in, into this album. And that wasn't really intentional. It was, it just kind of happened, you know, like I would just kind of hear something and then I just kind of would roll with it, you know, and that's just kind of what came out artistically. But it wasn't intentional. I wasn't like, yeah, let's write some more melodic shit or like, yeah, let's change the direction. It's just kind of like, I don't know, this is in my head and this, this is what came out. So here we go. Well, I mean, it's, I, I think it's really cool. I like that a lot of the bands that I am into, like specifically in like the more, in the more brutal death metal realm, right? Um, yeah. How it's easy for people who have a more traditional understanding of, of heavy metal or of the music business to sort of bemoan the fact that lineups change so much and so often over the years. Um, and I, while I understand that to an extent at the same time, I also think it's really interesting to see when new people come in to sort of update the direction or change the direction or not even, and not even consciously, right. Just the different, the, the different influences that different people bring into a long running project. It's like, you're writing the stuff that you want to write and you're having fun doing that. But at the same time, like you are part of a legacy, um, that goes back, you know, before a lot of the people who are currently in the band were involved. Um, and so that to me, I think is a really cool, it, it, it keeps it interesting. And I think that it's unique as well, right? It, it, uh, when a band becomes more of like a collective than a band. Um, and I really do feel like the current lineup has put its stamp on, on that direction. And hopefully you guys are going to continue, you know, doing this. Hopefully um, we are entering into an era where, you know, live music can get a little bit, uh, you know, get back on the road if that's something you guys are trying to do. Um, what is the, uh, what's the touring situation looking like? Dude, it's up in the air, man. It's got me freaked out because like, okay, like, I don't know like what I'm allowed to say or not, but we're supposed to be going to Europe, hopefully next May. Like we're supposed to have like a, a really good one uh, going on. But now like with this new variant with the virus and everything, dude, like that they just, you know, it's all over the news. Like I'm seeing tours getting shut down already. Yeah. Maybe it's not that far away. So and I haven't heard anything. So I don't know. I don't know if we are. I hope so. Like it's it's something we're all really really looking forward to. Yeah. But um, yeah, nothing is concrete right now. Like we don't have. I mean, this is concrete. Like it's booked. Like the venues are hundred percent right. But yeah. now with this stuff, I don't know. Especially in Europe, I hear it's very tough. Um, my girlfriend's from Europe, and she, you know, she's talking with her family over there. They have curfews at like eight o'clock. They can't be outside unless it's like for essential uh you know work or whatever you got to do yeah uh, so, dude i don't know it's anything like, about this bro i don't pay attention yeah, to shit. it's not like here at all like i'm in california and san diego specifically is pretty laid back but like yeah europe they're on like lockdown you know so touring in europe in may dude i don't, I don't know it's not Man, sound very promising. not sounding good hopefully hopefully whatever you know hopefully whatever steps that they're taking to mitigate this will work right i mean like if they if, if you know it sucks to be like oh look at this shit and how strict it is and everything but like at the same time you say may's not too far away but at the same time you know that's five months that's that's a decent enough amount of time so hopefully um if they are if they're ratcheting down as tight as they are right now that's going to be the kind of thing that uh that does what it's supposed to do right but you i mean i get i get where you're coming from though the uncertainty of it is just fucking nail biting um especially for touring musicians and recording musicians not knowing you know what's going to come next 
Yeah, we're all in the same boat. And uh, man, there was another really good tour in Europe I just saw got canceled. I think it was with Benighted. Aborted uh, and Benighted, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? It was a big Yeah, tour. yeah. Oh, it was no. like the hell hell over europe or something like that i think i don't know i dude i fucking i am a huge aborted fan we had them on the show a while back and we were like i'm so excited about that new record and it would be so cool to get them over here but like it just doesn't look it doesn't look good you know what i mean um i was like ooh, that's not a good sign but yeah you never know man we'll we'll see but that's what we're hoping for and then the u.s uh hitting the road we we had some talks but that's the thing is like you talk about booking something but everything's kind of uncertain so it makes it a little difficult. I just hope we don't have another, like, what is this, the third year coming up? Of no yeah, man. Goes? Jesus Christ, man. Like, I never would have thought, you know. We're in, like, every everybody is very much a different person than they were when all of this shit began. 100%, um, dude, 100%. My life. What, what's, what's, what's your journey through the pandemic been like, man? You can talk about personally, professionally, musically, whatever. Like, what have the last couple of years been like for you? Um, things have just kind of like, it's been cool, dude. I got my personal life together. Like, you know, I have my girlfriend now. We just got a new apartment. That's what I've been crazy busy up, you know, doing lately. It's just, nice. I got in a fucking gnarly car accident, dude. That was like, uh, three months ago now. Destroyed you okay? Me. Yeah, I'm good. Like, but my car was a total loss. It's completely wrecked. Right. So oh, that, that was my first time experiencing something like that. And uh, since that process, dude, you're on the phone with insurance. And oh, yeah. Just just nonstop, you know, basically for a month straight. You know, it's still not completely settled. So I had that to deal with. And now, you know, we moved into this new place. And then there's drama with the old roommates, you know, and all the old stuff. And then trying to keep the music going. And then the release of the album. So it's just yeah. like the whole end of the year. It's just like, you know it's crazy it's it's finally settling but it's been wild man i mean so, it's... Then, go ahead yeah, yeah um i was just gonna say i just posted i just got a new kiesel guitar like that's really cool nice you know, like, i've been waiting six months for that thing so i'm you know very excited to have that so it's just like everything just like oh into the year you know like just everything all at once you know it's been crazy I mean, it, it seems, it seems like, you know, some of that shit definitely sucks. The fucking, the car accident sucks ass. And then like, I don't know about you, but like being in a new place is good. Moving into a new place and getting a new place set up for me is a fucking nightmare. Like I, we moved twice over the summer and that shit fucking sucked. But like, it's not all bad though. Right. Because you've got some pretty exciting shit going on number one with the record but number two like bro you're on nuclear blast talk about that for a minute Ooh. exactly yeah it's a trip man that's what's kind of like it's so super cool but I, I feel kind of like to be honest with you guys like i feel kind of like i haven't been able to enjoy it as i would normally because i've been so wrapped up in my personal life being flipped upside down yeah and like you said all this stuff is great right like it's all like i'm super happy but it's just you know getting settled and getting used to everything and handling the business and making sure everything's paid before you you know move on to the next thing yeah so i haven't been able to like really promote like this release as much as i wanted to like i want to be like practicing my riffs and like posting videos and like getting be on top of my shit and like lately it's just like dude i barely even have time to like even like like worry about like playing my guitar which fucking is so frustrating you know but it's settling now, you know, so it's, it's, it's settling. We're trying to get back on the routine and just, uh, it's all going to come together, man. But yeah, the release with nuclear blast is, 
awesome. Dave just put, I just saw it. Like, that's the thing. I don't even know what they're putting out. You know, like Dave just put out the new drum playthrough video. I was like, oh, shit. Like, so that's really cool. <laughs> I don't even know. I just see it. You know, I'm like, oh, share it quick. You know, like. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's, I guess that part, you know, part of that is you obviously being super busy, but I guess also this is just sort of the pace that things move at now, like with, with that yeah. need to generate content and with that need to keep people interested in new releases and things like that, part partially because, you know, there's so much fucking good shit coming out. Like I, every now and then I'll, I'll hear the opinion like, oh, you know, it's been a slow year no, it hasn't been a fucking, it hasn't at all, man. There's been a ton of killer records that have come out and I'm, I'm interested, um, you know, talking about sort of the, the, the larger label hype machine that goes into promoting a record, um, like the new one, like the everlasting plague. Um, I'm really interested in the, the, it's the trajectory of pathology label wise, Right. We go all the way back to like amputated vein um, through like comatose um, through fucking victory records. And like I realized I realized that that was a long time ago in sort of past eras. But like if you had asked me in 2000 specific, like like you just said, if you'd asked me in like 2011 um, when I was in the gym listening to fucking Legacy of the Ancients, um, whether or not this band would ever be on a, a label like Nuclear Blast, I would have been like, no, man, this, this is pathology. It's like deep in the underground. This is a band that like, I don't know how they'd get there. And last record was on pavement records. And then what was sort of the courting process? What was the process of getting in touch with fucking Nuclear Blast and ending up on that label? Like, like I'm super stoked on this. Oh, I can tell you. Yeah, I, I, it's, it's persistence. Like persistence pays off, man. And it's Dave, 100% Dave. He was in contact with nuclear blasts for I think 10 years. Jesus. <laughs> like 10 fucking years. He's just like, hey, the band still, you know, but I really when the band started like, you know, getting um because he had to put it back together, you know, this new lineup, you know, me, Ricky and Obi. And then uh yeah, we got pavement. I think it was like that whole process because we were like, okay, now we're getting the band back together. What label can we shoot for? Nuclear blast seemed like, you know, yeah, right. You know, like that'd be nice, you know, but but he was persistent with it and he just had a good relationship and, you know, pathology has the history. Mm-hmm. And so that's what, you know, signed the deal, which really surprised me because I think that's right when COVID was starting. I was yeah. like, holy shit, they're going to sign us right when we, can, you know, when this is all like going on lockdown, which is really weird timing. Yeah. But 100% that's what it was, man. It was persistence. He just, he just never, you know, he's always been in contact with nuclear blasts. Just letting yeah. you know that the band is, doing something and it finally paid off you know it, i mean it, it it did i mean i i feel like it's been you know it's cool to say it's it's finally paid off because every this is a, a label that everybody knows but at the same time this is a band with a, a really sort of respectable history that a lot of people are aware of you know like that that persistence on dave's part has been paying off for a long time artistically yeah. um and you mentioned you know sort of dave finding himself in a position multiple times where he's had to sort of pick up the pieces and put the band back together um, tell us a little bit about the most recent reformation of pathology with, uh, with you guys, um, coming into the lineup and sort of how, how that came about. Yeah. It's an interesting story, man. Um, it, it was a trip dude, because I would, I was just out of, um, well, I was just with condemned for maybe for a year or something like that. I remember like our first tour together with, with condemned was over in Europe. So I was posting 
this is my theory. I never really asked Dave like how it went down, but my theory is I was posting a lot of content, you know, and uh, Dave probably saw it on Facebook because he hit me up on Messenger. So it's just a normal day. I'm working, not expecting anything to happen. All of a sudden, Dave Astor hits me up, and I'm like, "What?" <laughs> you know, I'm like, he's like, "I need a guitarist. Are you interested?" And I'm, you know, I'm like shaking. I'm so fucking nervous. You know, I'm like, "Uh, yes." You know. <laughs> And so that night I came back, I found a video of Kevin uh, doing a playthrough of uh, media consumption. And I just mm -hmm. fucking, okay, gotta learn it. Gotta learn Cause I, you know, I wasn't gonna fuck around. I was like, no, I'm doing a video like right now for this. And I sent it to him uh, the next day and I pulled it off. And then I met him later that week. And that's how it started with me. And then Ricky, I've known for a long time but we lost contact probably for three years. I hadn't talked to him and I couldn't find his number he was just more of like an acquaintance, you know, like I just, yeah, yeah guitar center. And we'd always hit it off. Every time I go in there, we're talking about touring. He was touring with like Unearth and all these crazy bands. And uh, yeah, so I, I had a real hard time finding his information. And I think I hit him up on, uh, I think I just sent him a text. No, it wasn't that. Anyway, it was some weird thing. I couldn't, you know, I just on a whim just hit him up and he got back to me. And it was just like at the right time in his life because he was thinking about moving to like San Francisco but he didn't really want to do that. He wanted to do music again. He's like, dude, super weird. You just, you know, hit me up out of the blue like that. And that's how I got uh, Ricky in. And then Dave had a path, you know, a relationship with Obi for you know, yeah. a long time. You know, they've done tours together and all sorts of stuff. And so that was an easy one. And here we are. That's kind of how yeah. it happened. Yeah. I mean, that, that was another, it, it always, you know, there's been some pretty heavy fucking hitters go through this lineup. And so yeah. to see you know to see to, to recognize obi's name obviously um from inherit disease when the the new lineup was announced before reborn to kill um it was really exciting and then like i think i think i actually saw i think i saw a video of you guys playing live before i actually heard the new stuff the anything from reborn to kill did you you guys played some shows before that record came out did you not we might even tour before that record i can't remember exactly okay no, it's definitely a thing. Definitely. Well, like I, I, so I'm watching these videos and I'm like, God damn, they look tight. They're fucking playing tight. This shit sounds sick. They're fucking putting their twist on some of this shit, like going through some of the older stuff. And like, you recognize Obi and everything. And then I was like, who is this built up motherfucker playing the guitar over here? And that is going to be the next thing that we are going to go to. Um, this is the uh, lifts and riffs podcast, right? Um, so. <laughs> A lot of times we talk about the riffs, you know what I mean? And I'm the one who brings the riffs. Zach is the guy who brings the riffs, man. And so it's nice. always, anytime we get a chance to talk with, with musicians who make it a point to sort of keep health as a part of their lives, um, stay in the gym, that kind of thing. We love to sort of talk about that routine. Um, any, you know, tell us a little bit about, uh, tell us a little bit about your, your active life, man. Mm, dude, it hasn't been very active lately. <laughs> that's because that's part of the struggle of like moving into a new apartment and all that. Stuff. Yeah. Um, but we went last night and we're, we're getting it back. So it's been kind of like, actually, honestly, since the accident about three months ago, it's been sporadic, you know, because like there's just shit I got to handle and yeah. everything else. But uh, I'll show you guys real quick uh, who, because I was on a good run with this dude here. Hold on. What's his name? Ryan Humstead, I think. Give me a second. But anyway, it's like a training program. And mm -hmm. uh, I paid like 20 bucks for it for like a month course. 
And this guy is a monster. Yeah, here it is. I'll show you that. Let's see if I can sign into it. I'll just show you a photo. But it's tough, man, because like he's high reps. So it's like you got to knock out like 100 reps, like, you know, either doing like, you know, bicep, triceps. And so you knock out 30, rest five seconds, knock out 30, rest. It's just like, fuck, I never did such high volume before. God damn. Uh, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. Uh, so is it like a bodybuilding style training? Yeah, it's this dude right here. I don't know if you, have, if you guys can see it. It's weird. I'm like trying to see. Yeah. You can see his name, Ryan. Yeah. Right. Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Yeah. This is I'll check him out for sure. I always like to see what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking monster. Like, it's just high reps. And he's got like a bunch of like YouTube stuff. I should have looked on YouTube first. That's but, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, he's trying to sell his courses. You know, of course, he's got to make some money. But his he's got a shitload of views on YTube. And I was like, dude, this guy's a monster. And he likes metal. He's out in Arizona. And I was like, Sweet. shit, I wonder if he's heard the album. Like, you know, like, so it's pretty cool. Oh, that's rad, man. So, so that's that's where you're at right now. Um, and you you were doing that, or wait, that's that's what you're gonna get back to now. No, no, I had I had a good run with it. Like, I've already. Oh, okay, okay, I got you, I got you. Sorry, yeah. man, I misunderstood. No, I know it's it's confusing. It's just like, yeah, I had a good run with it because it's like a month long course that you do, and then uh, things kind of went to hell, and then I kind of like fell off the track, and now I'm trying to get back on the track. So. So is this, do you, do you have a long history with lifting? Do you, is this something that's been something, uh, is this something that's been a part of your life for a long time or is it more of like a more recent thing or what? I can tell you exactly. 29. That's when I started taking it seriously. Yeah. 29. Yeah. Cause I was getting older. I was sounds like there, sounds like there's a story attached to that. I was getting fatter. <laughs> you know, I was just like, there was part of me that believed, oh, I'm getting older and like what? And I didn't look good on stage, man. That was a big part of it. I was just like, dude, like I looked like a, like a big fat dude, because I think I weighed 240, you know, back before I started taking, and that's without lifting. This is like just lifting burritos and drinking every night, nice. you know, just like being out of control. Oh, yeah. So, I was like, you know, you need to maybe sure, let's sure. try this exercise. Yeah, it, kept, it just caught up, dude. Of course it does, you know. Of course, yeah. And so I just started uh, taking it seriously. And then it's been just, yeah, since, since then. So, how old am I now? It's been like 10 years now. Awesome, bro. Yeah, just sticking with it. And you like, I don't know, like, like my brother, he's more, he was like a personal trainer. He was like seriously into like the science. Like, I just like to put yeah. metal and go out there and just get it out. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I, hey, like that's to, important like, too, man. Yeah. But like, my brother's like into the science and the nutrition and all, like, really into it. I just, you know, wish he has a lot of good advice. But, um, yeah. And I try to keep it going on the road too, man. I bring the bands, I have bands and the perfect push up. Mm -hmm. yeah. on stage you know just to kind of get the blood pumping yeah man that's fucking sick what uh so like like most of us uh who listen to this kind of music and who also spend a lot of time in the gym i'm sure you've got a very close relationship with the music that you listen to while you're lifting um what uh what all what all are you into in the gym man are you strictly a death metal dude or do you branch out a little bit i know zach zach likes to branch out into a bunch of different places that i don't really go um, but we, we like to, we like to go across the spectrum here. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. No, I'll listen to like gangster rap to EDM, like that kind of stuff. Mostly death metal though. Mostly yeah. like my, one of my favorite was like beneath the massacre. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, my gym, uh, then pa literally pathology build, not, 
not screwing around like awaken the suffering and time to break purification those two mm -hmm. albums before i even met those guys like those were my two fucking albums those were kind of a gateway into more slam you know i've heard that from other people too yeah it was for me you know like yeah oh what are these vocals you know i'm like this is different this is, and, this is like an inhuman <laughs> yeah and i was like well this is great and that's how i became a fan you know and, and then now here we are but that that that's one of the things that i think so there was there was this interesting discourse around like 2010 i guess when pathology and jungle rot got on victory records oh wow and i remember being like you know, I, this was, these were two bands that I was familiar with um, before they made it to that label. And I, I remember there being a lot of confusion around it just because thinking like, what is Tony doing? Like they, you know, these are not pretty guys with uh, shiny, you know, electronic accents in their music. Like this is fucking heavy. Like pathology is a relentlessly brutal, heavy death metal band. Um, and jungle rot, same thing, you know, jungle rot is like super meat and potatoes, fucking caveman shit. And it's good. And the thing is, the cool thing about that, though, that nobody really seemed to pick up on at the time is exactly what you're talking about. The fact that this extreme music had sort of this wide sort of uh, net cast for it in a way that I don't think it I, I don't think that it had since like the early 90s when like weird shit was happening, like Morbid Angel getting onto like major labels and shit like that. Like, it's not to say that Victory was a major label, but if you go to Victory, I remember going to Victory's website because I was like, well, fuck, if Pathology's on here, I'm going to go buy some shit. And I remember like the, the first Pathology record that came out on, um, on Victory, Legacy of the Ancients, was like on my screen at the same time as like the bunny and the bear. Huh. And I, ju I just remember thinking like, this, this is fucking, while it's weird, like there's definitely dissonance here. Like it's dope as fuck that some kid who like listens to, you know, Aiden or, and, and like, not that there's anything wrong with those bands. They're just so like seismically different from, from what you hear on a pathology record. And I remember thinking like, it's fucking dope. If like somebody who listens to like, you know, super electronic sort of uh, more emo leaning music is going to get into pathology just because they happen to see this, the same screen that I'm looking at right now with this fucking thing next to, you know, a, a, the bunny and the bear CD like that, that was really cool to me. And it still is. And so like sitting here talking to somebody who got exposed to that through that same thing, and then like ended up playing in the fucking band, dude, that's rad as fuck. Isn't that weird? It's fucking crazy, right? It is. It's it's really cool though. Like I think I think we're at a really cool place with death metal where like there is sort of a you know the, it, it's it's hard to state just how much the internet has changed since like 2009 2010. You know, and when you talk about like um, you know YouTube videos and guitar playthroughs and shit like that, like it's it's it, on the one hand it's easy to sort of make connections over great distances that you weren't quite able to do, you know, even 10 years ago, but at the same time, like everybody else can do that too. Right. So there is, you've got sort of like an info saturation thing going on, but at the same time, the stuff that really fucks is going to rise to the top. And, and I think that having like that kind of a legacy with the band, uh, you know, pathology is a name that people know. Um, and then combining that with sort of you guys going in the direction that you're going in right now, I just think is really fucking cool. And I'm glad that it's working out. Oh, yeah. I'm glad we can keep it going, man. I'm glad the band can keep going, you know, after all the years. Cause like, I understand it from Dave's point of view too, you know, cause I've, I kind of played Dave's role in the other bands that I was in. Right. 
Mm -hmm. And dude, you go through members uh, like every band does. Most bands, I mean, some don't, but like most bands go through a lot of bullshit. It's yeah. hard to get together over the years, man. You know, and uh, just to find those people. And then like when you do get success, okay, that's great. Yeah, you can hit the road and all that stuff, but that's really hard too. You gotta have your yeah. shit together if you're gonna be touring and all that stuff. So yeah, uh, it's it's a, a privilege, honestly, man, to be with Pathology, be, be in our age and still doing this shit. And hopefully, and with Nuclear Blast and have the, the future bright, man, the only thing that's just concerning is this fucking virus stuff, you know? Yeah. And, and more, you know, again, but. I, I, I really hope that this shit works out for you guys. I hope you get to go to Europe because I know you'll have a blast. And I know there's a lot of people over there who are fucking crazy about the band. But at the same time, it would be awesome if you guys could get on the road in the States, too. Um, I would love, I would absolutely love to see this band. I would love to hear shit from all throughout the catalog. And that's uh, one of the things that I think is really cool about the last two records, right? Are the titles. Tell me a little bit about the titles of these records and sort of what's the, I know what the throwbacks are, but sort of what was the process like for, for coming to that? Uh, it was just brainstorming. It was a lot of brainstorming. And I think Dave had done that before um, with one of his other projects. Like it was like, he said, well, what if we just took like a, you know, like an old lyric? It was, actually, that's what we were doing. We were going through the, the lyric books, you hmm. know, and trying to find of all the old albums and trying to find something that sounded cool that we could use on these albums. So Reborn to Kill sounded pretty good, you know? And yeah. uh, that was like, okay, the band is reborn. We're, we're born to fuck shit up, you know? <laughs> that's how that happened which so, of, of course is a is a song title um yep, yeah from incisions of perverse debauchery exactly yeah which so is that's how they came to be. we were just looking through the books and that was yeah like, well, that fits the situation you know it's cool and same with this one well the you know we're in a big pandemic you know and everything is waking or um you know actually i can't even think right now sorry i just lost my train of thought but yeah, it was just like, okay, this is like a perfect title for the, uh, you know, the, you know, what's going on in the world right now. And that's how we, that's why we went with it. Yep. It, it, you know, you can't, you can't see that title and not think like this is, it's, it's really cool because I feel like it's honoring the legacy of the band, but at the same time, you're like, this is very much a reflection of where things are now, not just with the band, but with the entire world, like we are in. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just not ending. Exactly. So yeah, that's how they came to be, though. That's fuck it, dude. That is that is really dope. And we, um, the, the now I lost my train of thought. Yeah, I know, dude. I'm, I need some caffeine. That's what I was like. Oh, man. We're getting getting uh, getting towards it. Yeah, it's late for us, man. It's like uh, it's it's dark outside here already on the East Coast. You guys are like six o'clock, huh? Yeah, man, we're coming up on the magic hour where, like, my brain starts to shut down. I don't know about Zach. Zach's a little bit more of a night owl than I am. No, we were both in bed at, like, 8 a.m. or 8 p.m. every night. <laughs> yeah, it's not true at all. I go to fucking sleep. I'm up at 4 a.m. every day, bro. Yeah, me too. I always get those midday crashes, though. It hits me, like, lately it hits me, like, 7 o'clock. I'm just like, fuck, man. Like, do I'm you, just... <laughs> do you take pre-workout supplements before you work out? Or oh, what, before you don't work out to get yourself jacked up to do life? Yeah, no, that's like I wake up with it. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no. What's fucking me up, though, is I'm taking my pre-workout. I work out late, so I go at like okay. uh, 11, yeah, usually about Holy 11. shit. At yeah. night? At night. God damn. And you yeah. get up at four, bro? No. Damn, dude. 
Yeah, so I'm going going late, and I'm taking my pre workout, which has a bunch like way too much caffeine in it. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. totally messing up my sleep cycle. So, yeah, you have to find a pre workout with no caffeine in it, which I did at Walmart. You can get some cheap stuff. Interesting. Yeah. Or I, just work out at not eleven at night, and you you should be. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like I. I, yeah, I, yeah. I stopped fucking with pre-workout only because there's a lot, you know, when I stopped fucking with it, there was a whole lot of sugar and shit in there. And it was also pretty expensive, but like, I also felt like the, the, the contents changed a lot over the years too. Like, I remember when you could get like that, you remember jacked either of y'all remember jacked. Yeah. That shit was the best because that shit really- fucking ruled yeah. um, and that, that C4 shit ruled too. And then I don't know what happened. Like Cellucor made the C4 stuff. Um, that yeah. shit was awesome. And then like they took it, they, they changed the, something was in there that I guess was illegal, like working too huh. well or something yeah. like that. And they altered the formula, but uh, yeah, all I haven't, takes, I haven't tried. I haven't tried any pre-workout one, in a while. One person to quadruple the recommended dosage die and ruin it for the rest of us. That's, that's what happens, you know. Fucking it's weak, man. Canister. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no shit. <laughs> that's it's good. Too that, much. Black coffee and creatine works too, man. That's kind of what I go with. That's the budget pre-workout for me. It's black coffee, little creatine. Is that go, go is top. that like hyphy mud? I don't know what hyphy mud is. I've heard of hyphy mud. That might be you, hyphy mud. You don't know what hyphy mud is, Dan? You know about hyphy mud? Um, I, f- I fucking forget the guy's name. Callie, uh, Callie, Callie muscle. muscle. I know Callie. Yeah. Muscle. yeah. Callie muscle. This was, uh, this was the pre-workout that he made when he was locked up in the penitentiary in California. And it's, huh. it's, it uh, awesome. it's, it's instant coffee and Pepsi. Ew. And Ew. you mix that shit together and like, he'll chug like a fucking two liter gallon of that shit. And then just get to it, dude. Like I never tried it, but like, if you ever find yourself in a super tight spot, man, make you some hyphy mud. That'll get you fucking going. It'll get your muscles nice and pumped from all the glycogen with the 500 grams of sugar into two. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah, Biting off, bite off more than you probably want to chew. Yeah. Oh nice. man. As we, as, so as we, uh, towards the end of the conversation, as we begin to wind things down, man, we have a very serious question, uh, that we usually ask all of our guests or that we, it's not usual, man. It's, it's the law at this point. Yeah. You're not getting out. uh, Yeah. You can't, you can't get out without it. We want to have time to discuss the answer. We want to make sure though, that you don't feel like there's any pressure, even though this is a really big question. We are definitely hanging on what you have to say. Zach, would you please talk to this gentleman? My friend, Dan, we have to ask you, what is your favorite Black Sabbath album? Favorite Black Sabbath album? Black Sabbath album. Hmm. Shit, man. What, what, now, is it the... I don't fucking know, man. What is it? The number four? What are they, what are they even called, dude? Like, volume four. Volume four fucking rules. If volume yeah, four is your answer, that's like an awesome answer. Yeah, yeah, I would say volume four. That's the first one that came to my mind. My mind's like half working, but that, that's the first one that popped in. Volume, volume four rules because it's like a party album, but at the same time, it's like a super fucking heavy album. Yeah, yeah. It's very weird. Yeah, I was just thinking like, dude, I love that song. I, I don't even think it's on that album, man. I just, I was actually, thinking of Sepultura like they covered it the symptom of the universe now that's a yeah great, like a Sepultura cover actually that's a great, a great Sepultura cover yeah that's on Sepul- Sabotage that's my personal favorite Sabbath record 
Yeah, that's a cool one, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Se- Sepultura covering fucking Symptom of the Universe, man. That was big. that was like a big shift for me when that. So the first time I heard that version of it was on that Blood Rooted compilation that they put out. Like Roadrunner yeah. released it after. You know, after Roots came out and I think Max left the band and they I don't know if they like panicked and pulled a Roadrunner move and were like, fucking, let's put something out. But like, I remember hearing that on there and being like, I know this from somewhere. This is this sounds familiar. And then I realized, like, this is the shit that my dad had me listen to. Like, I know this song that also a little bit of trivia. So without Sepultura doing a cover of Procreation of the Wicked on that compilation, I would not have found Celtic Frost. Boom. About that, without obituary doing Circle of Tyrants, I would have no idea who Celtic Frost is either. See, man, check that out. Whether it's whether it's fucking Victory Records exposing young people to death metal, or whether right. it's Roadrunner fucking recycling releases, or whether it's obituary cover, it all comes back around, man. It's all just one us, big circle, right? We're all one big happy metal lifting. <laughs> Dude, I was just laughing because I think when I first heard Symptom of the Universe, the Sepultura cover, it was on the Wayne's World soundtrack. Fuck yeah. I was a little kid. I, uh, oh, no shit. Yeah. And I remember being, I loved it when I was a little kid. I was like, this, oh my, oh my God. And I think that's how I found it, which is fucking crazy, man. This is, great so <laughs> when Wayne's World brings you to Sepultura, like that is, yeah. that's a like thing. a, that's an essential rock and roll origin story. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of good tracks on that one. It is, dude. It is. Yeah, the, the the soundtrack is a lost art. I do remember being able to find like stuff on soundtracks um, from like movies in the 90s that was like, you know, like I the Judgment Night soundtrack fucking blew my mind. Um, oh, hell, I have that on vinyl, bro. Do you really? I swear to God, I'll send you a picture. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that, that shit rules. That was like, I was Hard. like, wait a second these are some interesting pairings and the same thing with like that spawn soundtrack i was like there these bands are like fucking alternative bands and like metal bands like are playing with and what's going on like my young brain couldn't separate the two genres i I didn't understand it but it changed me you'd fuck with the resident evil soundtrack pretty heavily it's all like new metal remixes and shit oh yeah i have i I, now i own that shit that's some shit that i actually have got Hell yeah. Uh, you know, I've got uh I've I've got a lot of a lot of compilation. I got the Judgment Night soundtrack on CD. I don't have it on vinyl. That's commitment, bro. Yeah, vinyl. Like, that's gotta be rare. That's cool. I literally I found it on like Walmart.com for like 12 bucks. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you gotta start looking, man. It was I guess one of the that's best like... stone purchases I've ever made. You know, you're sitting that's there great. on your phone, like, yep, for sure. Yeah, two days shipped actually. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> This is fucking awesome. Uh, Dan, man, we really appreciate you taking the time yeah, to talk dude. to us today, dude. We're uh, absolutely loving the new Pathology record, keeping our fingers crossed that things go in the direction that you guys want them to so you can get on the road next year. Um, and hopefully things, you know, uh, it's great that you have like a productive busyness in your life, man. But at the same time, I hope I hope you get to coast a little bit and sort of enjoy this success, enjoy this really cool thing that you're a part of that you've put together, you know? Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And I can't wait until we can get back out there. And where are you guys at right now? You're East Coast, but like... uh, I'm in D.C. and Zach's in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, okay. Well, that's where I got to come then. Come on out. Yeah, come out. We got you, dude. We'll uh, we'll make sure that you guys have a good night. Like, I'll I'll make sure, you know, Zach will indulge. Zach will have fun with you. Zach will smoke with you. I'll make sure that you guys leave with, like, a case of water um, and, like... uh, 
a big fucking case of Vienna sausages. That's what I like to give bands on the go. road. We'll we'll lift together, you know. Come you come to the crib. That's that's it. Done. Yeah. All right. Cool. Awesome, man. Awesome. Have your East Coast taken care of, bro. Thank you for wasting your time with us on here. Thank you so much, man. Hope to talk to you again sometime. All right, guys. Take it easy. Stay safe. Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. Same to you, man. Same to you. All right. Cool. Peace out. Later, dudes. this <laughs> it's okay there we go what a good dude seriously genuinely nice awesome dude man i you know i i didn't know anything about him other than the fact that he was in this band and like i said you know i've really loved the two records that he's played on with pathology but like every time you see a picture i god i feel like fucking dick for what i'm about to say but like i was expecting more of like a fucking a meathead yeah, because like you look at fucking pictures of the dude and he's like all jacked up and shit and he's got on his fucking like hardest stage grimace or whatever. And like talking to that dude just now, man, what a sweet guy. What a yeah, fucking man. good dude. I know, man. Go and figure. It's also, it's so fucking, it's so fucking cool to get to talk to people who have like been fans of something and then gotten to be a part of it. Like, I think that that, that, that to me is probably one of the coolest experiences that you can have in this in yeah. this little this little micro genre of of heavy music that we love so much that resonated man that was a good time thanks for hooking, it did, thanks dude. For hooking that one up and I'm, I'm super stoked on new pathology dude i have like all this digging to do like i have to go back and listen to uh reborn to kill after this go back and listen to reborn to kill and then so the two the two the two newest pathology records are definitely like the most polished and the most put yeah. together songwriting wise Okay. And they're they're like they're really good and they're a lot of fun, right? But yeah. they're a different kind of really good and a lot of fun than some of the older shit. So like I would also suggest checking out Awaken to the Suffering, um, which is the first record that they did with John Huber. They did two records with him on vocals. Um, and then I would go back to what is my favorite pathology record, the first pathology record that I ever heard. This one right here, it's called Age of Onset. It's got Maddie Way on vocals. It is an absolute fucking monster. And like, that's one of the cool things about this band that they've managed to keep through all their eras is that like every every single one of the pathology records has like a hit on it. Like there's no reason a lot of this shit should be as catchy as it is, but it is, dude. And like Dan definitely is, is a part of that mixture and like fits that mold really well. Because if you listen to these two newest records, like that shit is catchy as fuck, man. It's super slick. I love it. I love you. I'm fired up. I love you, bro. I love you. And it's uh, it's all good. It's all gravy. We got more people coming. We got Always. more chats that we're going to have. We got three in the hole now. So we're going to fucking, we, do it. we are not going to get stood up. We're going to keep the fucking good vibes rolling and it's going to be a blast. Of course. And I will see you soon, brother. Cheers. Peace out, my dude. Have a good night. Waters. Good night, my friend. Enjoy.